Hey there listeners, welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Ashvin, I'm on the phone with Brian, and this week we're going to be reviewing the 2018 horror film Malevolent, which is directed by Olaf de Fleur Johansson and uh, stars a bunch of Icelandic people, I think. Um, this movie came out in 2018, uh, one of the new additions to uh, Netflix with like uh, Apostle and um, some of the other, the Haunting of Hill House. And uh, I picked it because it was kind of popping up a lot on my um, uh, Netflix recommendation. Um, Brian, was this on your radar at all? Um, no, other than I, I guess I'd seen it on Netflix, but it wasn't on my radar as something worth watching. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw a lot of hype about it. There were a lot of articles coming out, especially when it came out, and uh, it looked like you know people were making a, a big deal about it. Um, but then like Netflix came out with like four other horror movies around the same time, so I, I don't know if it got watered down a bit. Um, oh, that could be the case. Yeah, I did. I did like the fact that I had to learn another another word. <laughs> I like malevolent. It. Yeah, malevolent. <laughs> Expanding my <laughs> my vocabulary uh, watching this one. Yeah, it's the opposite of benevolent. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Is that yeah. is this leading up to your Ohio connection? Uh no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And and sorry, you know, I, I misspoke here. The 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 cast actually isn't from Iceland. So just the director is like this Icelandic dude, um, who apparently is like pretty acclaimed. It sounds like he's done like a lot of documentaries and earned some awards and accolades in Iceland. But I don't think I've. I don't think he's like done many other feature films or anything I recognize. I, I don't know. Is he someone you know, Brian? No, I didn't recognize any of the stuff he'd really done, so I kind of ignored it. Yeah, it's weird when I Google him. Like I, I kept running into like a lot of quotes that he said, but it felt like it was him like writing these quotes that he said. So I, I don't know. I feel like maybe... <laughs> I guess that's fair. He, he yeah, wrote it. I guess, yeah. It, it just didn't seem like, oh, this is something someone naturally said in an interview. It's not more like, hey, here are like my philosophies on filmmaking and stuff. So I, <laughs> I can't tell like how big of a guy he is versus how much marketing of, or promotion of himself he's done. Gotcha. Yeah. Bit of a Mick G situation. Yeah, exactly. Self-proclaimed uh, fame. Yeah, I think the people who act in this movie are English for the most part. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They are English. Um, so yeah, it stars uh, Florence Pugh, uh, Celia Imry, who I think uh, is a bigger English actress uh, fame-wise. She was in Bridget Jones' Diary, Calendar Girls, and the, the Marigold Hotel movies. Um, and a guy named Ben Lloyd Hughes. Do you know the three of them at all? No, although it seems that uh, Ben Lloyd Hughes was in like the Divergent movies and Allegiant. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Skins, I guess, which I've, I feel like I've heard good things about that. So the, this film is uh, basically about a brother and sister who are these con artists, uh, that, like paranormal activity hunters or whatever, that go around, um, you know, ghost hunting or whatever. And um, this movie follows them on a case which may or may not be uh, real. And um, I think that's just kind of the, the tagline there. Um, so Brian, like, what is this, like a supernatural film, basically? Yeah, supernatural, haunted house, ghost story. Mm-hmm. Kind of turns into a bit of a torture porn type vibe. Yeah, that's what I was going to throw out there. Um, I, I didn't see that coming, but yeah, it, it gets a little, uh, messy towards the end. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't see it coming. Maybe I did a little bit. I can't say I was surprised. Um, you mean in like the the, the way the plot developed, or, or in the fact that like it got kind of gross? The way the plot develops. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There, there, there are a lot yeah. of signs. Like, I, I don't think there are any like big uh, surprises in this one, unfortunately. But, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I didn't see the the torturing. Uh, there, like you know, it would be so graphic because it kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. If you're new to the show, by the way, we this is spoiler filled. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of spoilers coming up. Um, yeah. So this was put out in October. I think this was one that was also produced by Netflix uh, themselves. Um, yep. I don't think there's any other screenings or releases. And um, yeah, it was, it was just part of like all these movies that Netflix uh, has suddenly thrown on. Um, you know, I, we didn't talk about this in, in the last review that we did for a Netflix movie, but I saw an interesting article the other day that, uh, and the headline was, horror movies are becoming good again. And I, I think like more, I mean, like first of all, I, I think it's kind of true, right? Like a lot of new horror movies this year are doing something different or like you have movies like A Quiet Place or Hereditary um, and, and some of the new stuff on like on, on Netflix. I think people are trying to like jump on to like a bandwidth of like new age horror where it's like kind of genre you know redefining the genre and like actually making quality films what's what's your take yeah on that? and i think i think that's been true for the past few years oh yeah it kind of reminds me of like the 70s when horror movies were like serious and also like seriously scary like yeah hereditary got a lot of comparisons to like exorcist and rosemary's baby like yeah. and i think we maybe we've talked about this before how heavy horror is getting in the family drama department and oh yeah a lot of those movies from the 70s were pretty heavy on that kind of stuff too yeah that's a good point yeah more psychological playing on family dramas and relationships yeah um yeah yeah i think that theme is definitely coming back in in the horror and and i think people are liking that because this is building a lot more character involvements versus like where we went in the 80s and 90s with the horror film characters yep for sure and i also think a lot of people young and upcoming people in the industry are like people who watched a lot of like 80s horror as a kid so you've got a lot of like tributes to that kind of stuff too like terrifier yeah i suppose right yeah or even like it follows i think could yeah kind of be seen as something like that yeah yeah it definitely throws back to the 80s vibes but i feel like 80s really sacrificed uh character development uh and characterization of the character of the of the main characters in those films and yeah and with these like 80s throwbacks like terrifier or it follows yeah i would say like those go like a step further in like humanizing the main characters and kind of improving on the 80s genre yeah for sure yeah that's what's kind of cool yeah it's it's a cooler direction we're going in and uh and i I think uh that's kind of driving netflix and i I don't know if it was just halloween or if, if they're seeing like the success of these movies and trying to emulate that for themselves yeah yeah i think i think horror can make a lot of money yeah yep because you can cast no names in it Mm -hmm. um and aside from special effects like you can do it pretty pretty efficiently with a low budget and and make a killing on it yeah yeah you're right yeah and people uh people out there love it i guess i mean we we have this club yeah (laughs) something yeah 
So uh, yeah, this, this, this is, it's nice to see this edition, and uh, we'll talk about how good it is or not. But um, yeah, any any other background on on this film? Man, there is barely anything out there on this film. I know it just kind of popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, with a bunch of unknowns. Um, any connection to Ohio? Uh, the only one I have is uh, again I've been doing a lot of like Ohio newsish type stuff. Mm-hmm. So. In 2009, the Ohio Supreme Court adopted a rule um, that kind of so foster children is a main point in this horror movie. And the Supreme Court adopted a rule um, that basically said each foster child had to have like a liaison between the foster parent and the courts. Mm -hmm. And this all happened partly because a child was murdered by his godparents oh in wow like 2006 or something like that in ohio in ohio yeah um it was a really sad story but uh yeah yeah that's yeah, dark it kind of ties to this movie in a way yeah. i hate when my ohio connections are super dark <laughs> they're, they're kidding, i know <laughs> yeah uh well i'll surprise you able to find a connection there though i mean this was uh you know this not being an american film at all or uh, actors from English, English actors like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's the, the news stories are the route. That's the route I take when there's no other actual connection to the movie. Yeah. What? Who? Were, were there foster kids in this one? Uh, yeah. The so the main, the woman that this ghost hunting crew is trying to help. Her foster daughters were killed. Are you sure? I thought it was her three nieces. I could have sworn it was her foster children. If not, then this entire Ohio connection is <laughs> bullshit. I don't know. That, that's one thing I didn't really understand after I saw the movie, and I had to look up. And uh, I mean, one one article I read uh, called him. I mean, on Wikipedia, it has as the three nieces. Um, but I mean, I, during the movie, that that part was really confusing. Like, who, who are these girls that this woman's trying to get out of here? I uh, could have sworn it was foster children, but all uh, right. Let's, yeah. let's, let's roll with you know, foster children. I mean, Wikipedia is pretty reliable, but it is just people. Yeah, true. Writing that <laughs> stuff. True. They, and these people don't have podcasts, so they probably don't. One of these days, I just want to write something about you and the uh, plot <laughs> synopsis so that you can catch it when you're going to do your prep. <laughs> I'm just going to read it, and it's going to be what you put in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. And then Brian said... <laughs> yeah all right uh cool yeah all right I, th- I think yeah i think you're right they're probably three foster kids uh and I, yeah nice nice I, connection yeah i think i'm right if i'm wrong and somebody knows it let us know yeah yeah let us know because yeah I, I was really fuzzy on who who all these people were anyway yeah uh cool anything else before uh, we dive into the plot the spoilers and our review that's it let's do it great all right uh I gotta take a quick break. My dog's making some noise in the background. I, I gotta go shut her up. Okay, uh, cool. All right. All right, man. We're back back did you figure out a way to get the dog to be quiet yeah i just busted out you know the the old sewing sewing the 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 needle 
and, and thread <laughs> and uh, the sewing kit and kind of just, you know, stitch your mouth up. I, I think that's what you're supposed to do when dogs get annoying. Yeah. 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 So I don't mean to laugh at the concept of sewing someone's mouth shut. It was just you struggling <laughs> to figure out what sewing implements were called. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> What's well, so a needle, a needle and thread. Uh, <laughs> but, but then uh, a sewing machine, but there's the act of sewing. Does anyone ever say the word sue? No, sewed. Oh, okay, sewed something. Um, and you never refer the, to the needle as Sue, do you? I don't think so. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know where I got that from. All Man, right. You are not the guy I want sewing my mouth shut. Yeah, yeah, I know. I can't even <laughs> figure out those things are called. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, this is a pretty simple plot. Uh, so, as we mentioned, it, it follows a brother and sister who uh, are doing these kind of like fake uh paranormal activity uh things where like people call them to their house to sniff out a ghost it takes place in the 80s which i, I don't know why but it, it takes place in the 80s and uh, basically it, the opening scene is this brother and sister uh angela and jackson uh they have uh two other people on their team uh a guy named elliot who's like the video camera guy and a girl named beth who's also like the, a technician dating jackson so they're at uh, a house uh, running the scam where like the father and daughter are sitting upstairs and Angela is in the basement with a video camera guy like looking for the the spirit of the dead mother uh, who had passed but was like still haunting the place and uh, they do the whole scam where I think like they play some voice over a tape so it sounds like there's like a ghost in the basement and Angela does this thing where she like tells them to like go on and be free and that kind of convinces the 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 customers was that was that the extent of their gig yeah pretty much which it's like if you're the customer and you hear a ghost voice like how can you not tell that that voice isn't your wife's voice like, yeah exactly if you think it's your wife who's haunting the house yeah exactly yeah if you just hear like a random like voice like saying something like you just assume it's the, this person but yeah you think they'd be a little more savvy than that yeah it seems like an old trick to play um yeah. but uh um the one thing that happens here is like Angela's like staring at these. She's in the basement, you know. The gig's done. The, the you know the the con's been over. The the father and daughter are convinced, but Angela's like staring at these three mannequins that are in the basement, and uh, like she's staring at them for a while, and like this this noise kind of like builds up, and then suddenly like the middle mannequin like just jumps at her, and she like falls back, and her nose is bleeding, and she looks up and it's gone, and that's where like the title of the movie comes in. And I think that's just kind of like your the opening hook or jump to get you bought in. Did did this yeah. scare you? Um, it was a little bit scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, man- mannequins just kind of freak me out. Yeah, yeah. I know. Why? Why would anyone ever keep like? Especially, it feels. It seems like when we've seen mannequins, like in this one and in Halloween, why are they always like covered? Right. Yeah. Who's going around draping mannequins? <laughs> Seems weird. Who knows, man? Oh, by the way, that that scene in Halloween where she goes into the room with all the mannequins and isn't sure where Michael is. Yeah, that's like the type of thing they were spooking, spoofing in um, Tales of Halloween when the jack o' lantern went into that place with all the other jack o' lanterns. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was looking at each of the jack o' lanterns, trying to figure out if it was one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just wanted to go back to that. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're still trying to explain the jokes from that one to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still trying to get you to think that last skit yeah. was funny. Yeah. All right, man. I'm starting to see this, some of the humor in it. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was kind of it was kind of a cheap jump scare, but uh, it was effective, and you know it kind of gave you a good pop. Um, so then it cuts to uh, them, the, the brother and sister uh, hanging out, and um, the sister like he gives it goes into some backstory where like they had uh, the, their mother who's like passed uh, had the secret power where I think she could like actually do paranormal stuff and like was famous for it. Um, but I think she uh, clawed her eyes out maybe because she was you know tired of seeing the ghosts or people who weren't there. And there's like a flashback or like a dream sequence where Angela like sees this like walks in her room and her mother's there with like no eyes. So that was supposed to be a scary scene as well. Um, yeah, yeah. But overall, uh, you know, the the brother is like under under some pressure from some like loan sharks. So he's got like this financial pressure and there's like some stress between them where. Angela doesn't want to be doing this anymore, but the brother's like, we got to do it. We need the money. And so this leads them to like this, this gig, which is, uh, they get a call from this woman whose name, name is Mrs. Green. She's saying that she's hearing like girls screaming at the house. Can they come and like, you know, talk to the girls or like somehow like evict the girls or do some kind of uh, thing to get them out of there. So the brother's desperate for it. They get in an argument and he's like, you know, we got to go do this and need the money. So they're like, fine. So they go to her place, they start to run the, the scam. Um, but uh, at this point, Angela's like kind of like starting to see things. Uh, I think like she sees like a, a girl walking around um, around the house. Uh, and every time like she sees like a dead girl, like her nose starts to bleed. So it's, you know, it's, the, the fake gig is kind of starting to turn into like a real gig. Um, and Brian, I, I don't know if uh, you know any of these scares that, like, any of these scenes, like, were like super scary. Like, what, did you anything jump out to you here? Uh, I didn't think anything was terrifying, but I just love like a ghost slash haunted house movie. So I was, I was enjoying the scares even if I wasn't very scared. How about yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was intriguing. And then, like, you know, she would like see she, she would like see a girl walking by because um, the whole story with this house was uh, that like three foster girls, uh, you know, children went missing uh, and then they were found dead and like their mouths had been uh, sh- uh, sewn shut. And um, I, I guess they had been killed by uh, this woman's son, Herman. And I didn't really understand like, was Herman considered dead or like gone or d- did you get that part? Yeah, there were there was nothing to imply whether he had died himself or been put away in an institution or in jail yeah who knows yeah yeah that part was kind of unclear um but yeah so so angela's like walking around the house and you know they're supposedly doing this uh fake paranormal hunt but she's actually like seeing girls and she's asking um the camera guy like hey are you seeing this and he's like no i don't see anything so she starts following one of the girls who's like trying to lead her somewhere and the camera guy like falls through the floor because uh, the, the floor is broken into like the cellar and um, you know they go down there and, and get him out and in the cellar like they kind of see signs that like there's like a doll there there's like someone had scratched the word I think help on the wall maybe um, it just became clear like that this is like kind of the room that the girls were kept in um, do, you, do you remember what the sign said was there a sign down there yeah I think help and help us was oh, okay. etched on the wall okay so um, now uh, I think they realize, like you know, maybe Mrs. Green was like behind this, um, 
and she's like kind of like made some comments to uh, Angela's brother Jackson that um, you know like the girls were making too much sound and wouldn't shut up so um, she had to like stitch their mouths closed so, like you know keep them quiet um, so they're like shoot you know let's get out of here you know our cameraman his ankles uh, gone so let's just you know let's wrap this up and get out of here um, so they're trying to exit but the technician Beth has like gone missing so uh, Jackson goes to look for her um, he finds like some blood on the ground and then he like gets in an elevator to like go find her and like he, again he like sees like one of these uh, little girls like the ghosts of them with her mouth sewn shut in, in like the elevator of the house and so he finds Beth she's like been knocked out um, and kind of injured and I think her mouth has also been sewn shut too and so yeah it has yeah so he grabs her and like they get in the car and they're like booking out of there um and uh he thinks he sees like a one of the ghost girls like on the road um but and so like he like aims for her and like hits her but you actually see it was like the caretaker or something that he like knocks over and then for some reason like he while he's driving away he like crashes the car into a tree and like beth like flies out the window and and dies uh he gets out and like goes to look at her and like sees that she's dead and while he's crying some guy comes from behind and like knocks him out like with a shovel and then um uh and then like drags him away and then uh the, the camera guy who's in the back seat his name's elliot he wakes up and um he like gets dragged out of the car by this the same guy and like kind of hit with the shovel again and then um and then eventually like angela wakes up so she was also in the back seat like pretty bruised up and banged up like that that wound on her head that was that was pretty gross wasn't it yeah, and I think this guy may have ignored her because he thought she was dead. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so uh, she wakes up. Uh, she like gets out of the car, and she sees the camera guys there, and he's he's like kind of conscious, and she's like, "Oh, where where did they take my brother Jackson? Where is he?" And um, he like tells like, uh, "This guy took her. Like, go go find him." Um, so then it cuts to like Jackson, and he's like kind of strapped up in a seat, um, and, and like like roped up. And he's being tortured by Mrs. Green and uh, this guy who, who turns out to be Herman, which was like her son, who was responsible for killing the girls, I think. And um, she is basically like torturing him, stitching his mouth shut, uh, just like he did, just like she did with uh, the girls and, and with Beth. And then, um, and then she tells uh, Herman to go get the girl so he goes and he finds the girl because I, I think oh no actually Beth I think like wanders in and, and says stop right and then um, is captured I can't remember oh but yeah no I actually sorry my bad I, I think Angela like she's walking away from the accident she walks into this house because she's like she sees some of the ghost girls like leading her there she walks in and uh, she's like kind of wandering like some of the rooms and i think like herman like sneaks up behind her and like knocks her out um yeah and then so she wakes up now she's like tied to a chair like next to her brother his mouth is sewn shut and uh herman like takes him out uh to the sheds like go and kill him and angela's like being tortured by mrs green and she's like starting to sew her mouth shut meanwhile uh elliot the camera guy like somehow like hobbles over and into the basement and now he's like seeing Angela being tortured and her mouth being sewn shut and uh, Mrs. Green and Herman there. So he like confronts them. He fights with Herman and uh, he like stabs him uh, with a knife, I think, through through the, the mouth or something or in, in the face. 
um, pretty pretty gruesome scene there. And then yeah. and then he like unties Angela, and then Mrs. Green attacks Elliot, um, and like starts like cutting him up or like stabbing. She's like uh, she's stabbing him right with like a butcher knife. It's like some sort of old timey axe slash butcher knife type thing that she just keeps whacking him with. Yeah, yeah, just like she so was like, how is this dude still alive? She's going to town. I know, I know. This is this this part got really torture porny. It was pretty hard to watch. Yeah, after we've just like watched her, like they didn't show it like a ton, but she was like definitely sewing up these people's mouths, and you hear them like crying and whimpering as she's doing it. Yeah, yeah, gross shit. Yeah. Uh, um, but and Angela's like still tied, so she's like t- trying to get her to stop uh, slicing this her friend, the camera guy, up. And she like starts screaming because the, the three uh, ghosts uh, appear again, the three foster children uh, ghost, and they're just like watching. And she's like screaming to them to help. And so uh, one of the girls just like starts, one of the ghost girls uh, starts screaming and like really loud, and that kind of like distracts uh, the uh, Mrs. Green. And Angela like frees herself and kills uh, Mrs. Green. I forget how she killed it. What, did she like stab her with something? I can't remember either. Yeah, it wasn't a memorable killing. No, clearly. Yeah, but somehow I, th- I think she like stabs her or something, and then um, and then uh, yeah, she she like walks out onto the road. I think she's looking for her brother, and she sees uh, her brother like kind of walking like normally, and realizes that like it's his ghost, because uh, like he's he's been injured or anything, and he's like looking for uh, Beth, and then she kind of realizes, oh shit, you know my brother is dead now. And kind of passes by or passes out on the street, and some passerbys find her and take her to the hospital. And then her and the camera guy are like treated at the hospital and saved. In the last scene of the movie, uh, Angela's like on the phone with her grandfather, telling him uh, that she's okay. And the grandfather's like, you know, I don't want you to be alone. Then the shadow kind of goes over Angela's uh, face, and she says, "I'm not alone." And I'm assuming that was what like her brother or her mother like what, who do you think that was yeah i'm not sure if it was her brother or her mom yeah but it kind of implies that um she like she can see a she go see ghosts now and um that someone is there with her yeah yeah any anything yeah. i missed there um no i think that's about it for the plot like that sums it up yeah yeah not not a very complicated one. I, I don't know if it was would you call that like a super original plot line no, not really. I think a lot of ghost stories end up having like some a little bit of a twist. They're like also mysteries. Yeah. Um, and Mrs. Green being the one that killed the girls that she hired these people to get rid of, get rid of their ghosts is the twist. But yeah, it's not that mind blowing. And she's kind of set up right off the bat to be kind of like a scary old lady. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I know. Like they're trying to set that up to be like a surprise, but you're right. Like the whole time. Mrs. Green's on there. You're like, wait, this this woman's done something. She's like a, a part of the plot somehow. Yeah. One of the th- yeah yeah. What uh, one of the th- things that kind of bothered me on the editing? Uh, did you notice like there were scenes where like it wouldn't show like the heads? It would like kind of cut off at like the necks of people. I didn't notice that. Oh yeah, they're, they're, I did not. Yeah, it, ha- it happened a few times. Um, and I, I think just that that was like part of the overall like direction. Like it, it felt like kind of, uh, I don't know, like the, the the mood of this film. Like I, I don't know if it felt very uh, organic or like that was flowing very well. 
um, it felt a little bit choppy on the on the direction side. Yeah, I, I could understand that. Also, why is this nineteen eighty six? Uh, like, why does it take place then? Yeah, was it just so they could an excuse to have them using the like ghost technology that they were using? Like, <laughs> the year had no significance to me. I know, I know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel I feel like they threw that in to create I don't know maybe some kind of uniqueness about it, but it felt unnecessary. Yeah, or like so that maybe people are going to start doing that just so they don't have to deal with like Technology. covering up plot holes created by cell phones yeah yeah why didn't they just call someone on the phone? yeah exactly because it was 1986 yeah yeah gotcha <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's a good point um it, it could that, that could be the case uh did you think like uh it was scary at all you know, I liked the spooky ghost vibe, but there was never... I think the only scene that really scared me, I always find it spooky, even though it's a trope, when like there's a record player that's playing some old song that wasn't ever meant to be creepy, but mm-hmm. is kind of creepy in that environment. Yeah. They were playing some song about like never store a Cadillac or something like that. Yeah. It had a very like 1950s vibe to it. When, when was, was this at the house? Yeah, yeah. Okay, during during like the, the while they're like walking around looking for ghosts. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, and uh, that that was spooky music. Like there were definitely spooky moments, but I nothing was ever like whoa, great scene. Like yeah, n- nothing wowed me. I enjoyed the general spookiness of it, but um, yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah. Uh, I felt like a lot of the scares in this, um, I went to your own point, like it does show you ghosts and like the, I guess the makeup on them is, is pretty cool. Like the, the stitching and, um, just like how they're made out to be. But, um, at some point, like, I feel like halfway through it kind of stopped becoming scary and you kind of realize like the girls are trying to like, aren't like the, these evil ghosts. Um, so, so you're not like scared of them anymore or like thinking the ghosts are bad and, uh, and then once you realize like that the the woman, uh, you know the, the 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 mother was actually the the killer, then it, it, it that kind of takes away like the supernatural horror part of it, um, and it's more like supernatural friendly at that point. Yeah, yeah, and the ghosts were just like always kind of there, like mm-hmm. just like walking around in the background. They don't generate that many scares. Yeah, they're not very menacing, I guess. No, not at all. Yeah. One moment I really did like, I felt was kind of chilling, was how you mentioned that she sees her brother walking, and she like calls out his name, and he just turns around. And he's like, "Hey, have you seen Beth? I can't find her anywhere." And yeah, it's clear that he's he's a ghost. Yeah, yeah, that that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's okay, kind of creepy. Which I, I guess that was like the vibe of the whole film to just be kind of creepy and and uh, scary and and like with a few pop out horrors. And it was a little bit of a like heartbreaking moment for the main character too, because her brother was all she had. Yeah, that's like the one thing like she screams like when they're taking him away, like he's all I've got. And yeah, your your heart kind of goes out to her. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I feel like there was a lot of stress earlier on in this movie, like between the relationships, um, especially like between her and her brother. Like there would there's like big arguments because like you know he's he's just out for the money and wants to like do these gigs, and she like doesn't want to do it anymore. And she's like obviously has like some uh, connection with with her mother, um, and I, I I don't know like there was a lot of friction there, and it, it kind of like put a big weight on this film. I, did that did that have any impact on your viewing experience? Yeah, it was a bit weighty. Like her brother was just a total asshole. And yeah, 
you felt sorry for her and they had tragedy in their family. Mm-hmm. See, so yeah, it was kind of, um, it was a bit of a gloomy movie. Like, there wasn't much fun to it. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, which, which I think you need that balance uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, in a way, this kind of reminded me of a movie we saw where, oh, have you seen The Wire? I don't think so. No. Oh, the, the main character. You're, you're talking about the HBO show? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen the first series or season. Yeah. Um, M- McNulty. Yeah. He was in a horror movie that we watched re- like a few years back. Oh, I can't remember what it was called now, but huh. it it had a similar vibe to this. Just like very serious. Very like drama heavy and a little bit spooky, but yeah, not incredible. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, it, 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 I, yeah, there wasn't much new here, I guess, uh, in, in terms of the story, and it, it was very heavy. And I, I feel like the characters, I didn't, I didn't really care about them too much. I mean, yeah, you do empathize with Angela a bit, but outside of her, like, I, I don't know, were, were you bought into the characters at all? No, not really. I, I just feel like the whole thing overall is pretty bland. Yeah, yeah, felt kind of kind of monotone. Um, yeah. Monotone. That's a good word for it. Yeah, it's it's weird because most of the movie, and I think this is different than a lot of other horror movies. Um, the the whole movie takes place in the daytime, and so the whole time, I, I I don't know. For some reason, I kind of felt like we hadn't hit the climax yet. Like the film was like still ramping up, and the end like just kind of caught me by surprise. Like oh, that was it. I kind of thought it was like building towards like some other like climax of a scary part, but that that part I, I felt like it was kind of missing the whole time. Yeah, it came on fast, and it was only an hour and a half long, so mm-hmm. there wasn't, and they spent a lot of time on on the ramp up, so. Yeah. And not in a good, like, tension-building way, it was just. <laughs> just, yeah, more unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, just kind of felt like wasted time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agreed. Uh, music or anything jump out to you? No, I don't even remember it at all. Yeah, there's some synth noises here and there, but this is another movie, and, and we talked about this in Apostle, where like every time like something was like, starting to get scary and very tense, this like high pitched frequency noise would like start to get really loud, and then like jump out right as soon as like you know something happened. I think they're using that trick uh, over and over again. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, that can be effective, but uh, it, it does get old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, change it up a bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else to mention about this one? Uh, I don't think so, other than that guy who got whacked a billion times with that axe-slash-butcher-knife thing only had a leg cast on at the end of the movie. Oh. oh yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you think uh, that would have taken a big like chunk out of his back or something. His yeah. spinal injury, yeah. That yeah. was weird. Yeah, he was looking pretty okay. It wasn't yep. too bad. Uh, but, uh, no, I don't, I don't have anything else on this one. All right. Well, uh, one to five, uh mouths being sewn shut how many uh would you give this sorry zero to five uh i would give this two sewed shut mouths sued is that what you said (laughs) sued yeah too sued yeah Uh, i would just give it two it it was an overall average ghost story so like around a 2.5 for me and then it kind of devolves into the torture porn vibe so yeah bumps it back down to a two i just Two's my standard, like, I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm there with you. I think I'd, I'd only give this one a two, too. It, it didn't bring anything new to the genre. It was a little heavier than it needed to be. 
and uh, could have been better. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. It's kind of surprising. It was a very average movie for Netflix to produce in 2018. Yeah, I know. I know. Especially like with everything else going on in horror right now, this is like so disappointing. That, uh, that this yeah, it seems like some of the other like Netflix movies I've seen have like tried a little too hard, and yeah, and this one was just a yeah mo- monotone is a good word. Yeah, pretty under ambitious. Uh, yeah, could could have reached a little higher. I wanted to just make a farting noise to describe it, but I wasn't sure how that would turn out <laughs> on the mic. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll dub it in. <laughs> <laughs> Brian gives it a fart. Yeah. Yeah. Two farts. Two farts. All right. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, that's all for this episode, folks. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our discussion today about malevolent. Uh, that's how you say it, right, Brian? Malevolent. Oh, you wouldn't say malevolent? <laughs> Wait, I think we're saying it the same. Malevolent? Malevolent. Malevolent. All right. Uh, Malevin, if you want to join the discussion... Uh, <laughs> We encourage you to follow Horror Movie Club podcast on Facebook and Twitter. We're at Horror Movie Pod on Twitter. Or shoot us an email at podcast at horrormovieclub.com. And be sure to check Facebook or Twitter for next week's movie in case you want to watch it before the next episode. Our logo is by Amy May Pop Art, so check her out on Etsy.com. And until next time, if you're uh, trying to catch some ghosts uh, in a basement, or you hire some people to catch some ghosts in your basement, uh, Try to remember what the voice of that person whose ghost you think it is sounds like. Otherwise, those people might just be playing some kind of uh, standard tape recording of some stranger. <laughs>